Yeah, and when you come through difficult or traumatic things, you can feel like there's something wrong with you because you're not experiencing the kind of joy because it stirs things up that aren't fun and it can leave you feeling alone. My problem was I didn't want to ruin your Christmas Mm -hmm. and so I would just kind of hold those things in. This is Behind Our Smiles. Pursuing connection. And finding joy. Even in the struggle. Welcome back to the Behind Our Smiles podcast. We are Joe and Tara Buchanan. Yeah, we're so glad that you're here. And Merry Christmas from our family to yours. I hope you're having a tremendous Christmas season. And before we get started, I did want to say a thanks, a huge thanks to our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. They are a community of believers in Christ Jesus who are following New Testament principles to meet one another's healthcare needs. And if you are new to Samaritan or you don't know a lot about them, they are a biblical solution to healthcare, connecting hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who bear one another's burdens when a medical need arises. And if you want to find out more, you can go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. So Joe, last week we had a lot of fun. Yeah, probably maybe, too much fun. Maybe a little too much. If you missed it, it was the What Do You Want for Christmas episode. And we worked really hard mm. to figure out what to get each other. For Christmas. So now you know, right? I know something's not to get you, but <laughs> I'm still working on it. Um, but today we wanted to go a little bit behind our smiles, maybe behind the laughter, and talk about the fact that what to get Joe for Christmas is actually not the most difficult mm. part of the season, right? And, or what to get you for Christmas. Right. right? It's not mm. the most difficult part. It's a, it's a solvable problem. <laughs> mm. For us, it's been more the stuff that we've each brought into the Christmas season that causes a conflict because there's Mm. such different experiences. When you say Christmas, you think of one thing. And when I say Christmas, it's a completely different picture. (laughs) Right. Different sides, right? So, because I grew up in an intact family and Mm. my mom and dad loved each other and Christmas was a big deal and we had gifts and we had family and we had all those great memories. So Christmas does give me a little bit of the warm fuzzies, so to speak. If I hear the music and I remember it, it's a good feeling and there's a little bit of, you know, holiday spirit there. And I enjoy some jingle bells and I enjoy <laughs> those kind of things. But I did not realize that for you, Joe, it's that's not your memory at all. Yeah. And when you come through difficult or traumatic things, and maybe that's you and that's what you're experiencing this Christmas season as well. Uh, you can feel like there's something wrong with you because you're mm-hmm. not experiencing the kind of joy because it stirs things up mm-hmm. that aren't fun. And it can leave you feeling alone because my big problem was, especially in our dating years and stuff, I didn't want to ruin your Christmas Mm -hmm. by saying I was having a problem. And so Mm -hmm. I would just kind of hold those things in. So for you, Joe, how would you describe your memories of Christmas since they're not my memories at all? What's the best way you could describe the feelings that you have when it comes to Christmas memories? Well, I think especially in our earlier days, um, when I would see your family having such an incredible time, there was, mm. there was a level of intoxication with that. Like, wow, I can't believe that this actually does exist, but it also was so contrastingly different that it was glaring uh, what I had lost mm-hmm. in, in the Christmases that I had growing up. And so, yeah, I didn't, um, have the opportunity to experience the kind of fun that you did. There were, uh, Christmases that there were no, there was no Christmas mm-hmm. really, For my brother and I, uh, growing up in foster care, uh, our parents weren't around. We didn't know what tomorrow was going to hold. There were times when we didn't even know where our next meal was going to come from. So from the perspective of this warm home, lots of food, great gifts under the tree, we did not experience that. Now we were in foster homes where there were gifts under the tree and I, it's sad and I'm, I'm not saying, Hey, like feel sorry for me, but there were no gifts with my name on them. 
And so I did not experience that aspect of the fun growing up. So even putting aside, you know, our faith that God has always been with you as a child, though, if you are told about the Santa Claus, right, mm. who, who everyone, you know, Santa knows everyone's name and he, he's on the list, you know, to, to have to say to yourself, wait, where's the Santa who's going to well, bring and I would me hear, this? I would hear about Santa, mm-hmm. like if I was in school or whatever, but I never experienced that. So mm-hmm. for me, he never knew my name, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you add in this element of abuse, mm-hmm. where I lived a lot of my childhood feeling like I, everybody was mad at me mm-hmm. for ruining their Christmas somehow, it uh, becomes very difficult. When you're living in a constant state of fear, Mm -hmm. I think it really does steal any joy that you could have for the Christmas season. But I would run into people like if I were in school, like in second or third grade, who were really excited about Christmas and they're talking about the things that they're going to get for Christmas. And I, it was a foreign, a concept that I couldn't comprehend. I like what you said there too, that it really isn't even so much of, did you get a present, right? Because there's some people who don't necessarily get a lot of presents or maybe the Mm -hmm. financial means are different, but they have a warm and happy home. And right. that means more than anything. Because I know that you were in homes later in your life where there was a celebration and there was mm. a meal and there might even been gifts for you, right. yep. but you were not feeling safe. You mm. were not feeling loved. And there wasn't a warmth and a happiness where you felt loved and cared for. Even though on the outside, maybe there it, there seemed to be a Christmas celebration on the yeah. inside, things were falling apart for you. Right. And so by the time I met you, number one, I really didn't know that a family like yours existed. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara has what I call the leave it to beaver family. I I'm still looking for skeletons in their closets and there just aren't any, um, uh, amazing story of your parents getting saved Tara, uh, when you were like 10 mm-hmm. months old and just really living a life that is honorable to God. And I, so I didn't know that existed. So there was a part of me, like I said before, that that was really intoxicating and I wanted to be around it and I wanted to be a part of it, but I also felt like I didn't belong it wasn't mm-hmm. my family. I was intruding on on that. Mm-hmm. And it also left me lonely because I realized, wait a minute, this is what parents are supposed, this is what mm-hmm. it's supposed to look like. And in my situation, it looks so different. And so the holidays really pulled that out. Right. And I think in our marriage then, for me, I had that false feeling that, okay, Joe, now we're married and you do have a family and this, our family is a warm and happy home and we do love each other. So therefore, you know, boom you're going to love Christmas. And like, this is great now. And I had that wrong understanding of trauma and that wrong understanding of your experience to say it wasn't just going to go away because you now had someone to love you. And we did have a, a good thing going in the love we had for each other. But I think we got married and we started kind of developing our traditions and figuring out what we wanted to do. But there was still a struggle in you, yeah. even though I, things were better. I'm not sure we were dealing with things in in... Honestly, I, I don't, I think I lulled you into a false sense of security or a, a false mm-hmm. sense of what Christmas was going to look like because in our dating years, I dealt with it a lot better mm-hmm. because it wasn't in, like in my face. I mm-hmm. could like, when we were done with Christmas, I could go back yeah. to where I was right. living and I could deal with all those emotions. But when you're married, you can't go anywhere. So it's, there's a glaring thing. There was also, I think for me, especially in the early days, there was this desire to give you the same kind of Christmas as you mm-hmm. had growing up. And yet I'm wrestling inside with this, um, this just very difficult place of, of all of these emotions that are extremely powerful. And honestly, I had no idea what we were really dealing with at that time. The healing process was so early mm-hmm. and so new and it's and young, right? In its early stages that... I don't know that 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 we even knew how to 
to do that well. And I think you were blindsided because you saw a part of me in your dating life mm-hmm. in, in our dating life that handled Christmas pretty decently. Right. You never were like a Scrooge. We just right. said, I'm not doing Christmas. But I think for me, what it was, was you were going through the motions like, okay, let's buy our first tree. We're going to buy some ornaments. Mm-hmm. And you even had some flashy gifts along the way and, you know, dating years and like, but it wasn't that I wanted that for Christmas, right? It wasn't that I needed the bigger tree or a more yeah. elaborate decoration. I was wanting you to be celebrating with me and you to be present, right? Maybe engaged is the word or excited. And instead you were a little stiff in your celebration because you were doing it for me and not necessarily because you were truly in it. Right? right. And I think you can, you, I, I got away that with that sense? in my dating years, right? <laughs> but once we were married, I could no longer get away with it. And I think, I mean, honestly, looking back, I don't know. I don't know how we did it. I mean, mm-hmm. God is just so good. He, he really does make up the difference, but I think you so desperately wanted that. And the more pressure that was applied to our relationship to make that work actually was backfiring mm-hmm. at the time because it made me pull away more, which actually made you want to pursue more. Mm-hmm. And it just was this, this crazy thing. But f- for me, I, I didn't know why I couldn't be happy. I didn't mm-hmm. know why those feelings were so intense. And I really, really thought there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what if there was, we're, talk, we're talking about the ways that it had kind of showed up. And so again, you, you would come along to Christmas celebrations, even though you weren't always there. Now you weren't always eager to do more. Like if there was one more thing to do <laughs> or one more event, you were a little bit more antisocial in those ways. Like, okay, I will get through this season, but not, I'm not going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. But some of what we noticed was in your gift giving, um, what do we call it? Habits. Mm. So generally speaking, I'm in charge of the Christmas buying and shopping. Yeah. I mentioned that. And Joe, you helped me set the budget and you kind of know what's going on with the money. And so we had to kind of keep our budget pretty, pretty trim and modest in those early years, especially for our kids. And so, and I'm good about being frugal and I'm good about finding <laughs> yes. deals. So it's like, okay, you tell me the number, I will make Christmas work on this number. And I'd go through the whole season and measuring it out, making sure it all looked good. And I know exactly what the kids wanted. And then like two days before Christmas, Joe <laughs> threw a wrench in my whole plan and he would just look at the gifts, like they got all the gifts. I'm like, yep, we got all the gifts. They all love it. We're in budget. We're great. And you had this look on your face like, no, hmm. let's go do something crazy. And let's just do this. I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. You just said we were on a budget. You just hmm. said you're you're stressed out about the money. You just said this, this, this. No, where's this coming from? Well, and I think for me, so yes, I would look <laughs> under the tree and I was very good about, I was in my mind, I was really good about the budget, like from the standpoint of like, this is where we need to be. We're all about trajectories. Where are we going to end up? If we go in debt over Christmas, that's not, right, not good. Happen. All of those things. And then, you know, two days before Christmas, I'm seeing the gifts and I'm like, wait a minute, that's all they're getting. And I think part of it was, it was so hard for me to rise above what I was experiencing mm-hmm. and make sure that I wasn't pouring out onto my kids, the negative mm-hmm. side of the things that I experienced, right? Making sure that, it, that when they were excited about something, I was equally excited with them. And I think two days before Christmas, I'm already starting to feel guilty that I, I haven't been able to be the kind of dad that I feel like they need to have, mm-hmm. even though their Christmas is very different from my Christmas, mm-hmm. right? I was equating that together to go, I was very sad at Christmas. I don't want my kids to be sad at Christmas. And so I think what ended up happening as I looked at that and knowing that they would very well be happy with those gifts. I felt a little bit like 
hey, I did a good job. You did a good job figuring this stuff out. Like, but I, I felt did like it. they didn't have that aha moment. And then it was like mom's gifts and then there's dad's moment. gifts. But I yeah. think in the part of that, Joe might really be your personality a little bit, a little bit just in different, different yeah. ways of thinking about things. But we did recognize that going at the end. It's almost like this idea they're going if we don't have like that big moment, they wouldn't have a good Christmas, right? And I'm going, oh no, trust me, our kids are happy. Mm. They are happy with the smallest of things. Over the years when we couldn't afford much, they were always so content. They love Christmas just to be with us and and celebrating the holiday and Jesus and all that. They were good on that. But it's like this little nagging fear in the back of your mind saying, but it's gotta be a good Christmas. Like, right, I I've gotta their, make sure. Yeah. And I'm like, Joe, you're worrying for nothing. Like, well, this is- <laughs> I wanted their memories to be different than right? mine. And I mm-hmm. think I equated that mistakenly to something materialistic, mm-hmm. right? To saying, hey, they're gonna have, because we did this pop gift right. moment, they're gonna have that. And I think every parent loves that, that, oh, dad, right. this is right. mom, this is great. And it, it didn't even have to come from me. I just wanted my kids to experience that. But it, it, I had to learn, and it was through the healing process there, that I was trying to make up for something that only God could really mm-hmm. fill, that I had to, to have some healing. And I think if you are relating to things that we're saying, and especially that part about feeling like something might be wrong with you, or you see all these commercials on TV about how wonderful Christmas is for everybody, and you, you see all this stuff, and you go, wait a minute, that's not my family's experience, or that's not my mm-hmm. experience, or... I don't know, but I, I just can't rise to it. Um, I've often, you've often heard me say, Tara, that the holidays are like a magnifying glass, mm-hmm. right? They really do magnify whatever it is that you're experiencing. So if things are good in your life, then Christmas and the holidays, they are amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like our first year we were dating. You'd almost yeah. say for your end, even that was a really good that Christmas for you yes. and for me too. But then life settles in and you're going back in time. Well, the the problems are still there. Mm-hmm. We can push them aside and and we can get excited about something and that's that's why I mean as humans we'll buy new things or we'll mm-hmm. do this or we'll do that to help push that those problems further down the road, right? Mm-hmm. But the magnifying glass where it so that that works great when things are going good. But when things aren't, when life is difficult, when things surface, when things from your past come to the surface or you realize the things that you've lost, maybe things you haven't even really dealt with or, or looked at straight on, then the holidays become really, really difficult. Joe, can you hold that thought for a second? We want to take a quick moment for our sponsor. Courtney was 17 weeks pregnant when she and her husband, Greg, learned that their son, Shepard, had a heart condition that would require multiple surgeries and were uncertain about his future. But Samaritan Ministries connected them with other Samaritan members who began to pray and share the financial needs of the pregnancy and the medical care Shepard needed. I don't know how Samaritan could have answered any differently and done any better. I don't know. And just to hear the confidence on the other end of the phone Hmm. of this is not something that you need to be concerned about at all. You focus on the health of your family, the health of your baby, and we will walk with you every step of the way. Thankfully, through God's faithfulness and provision, Shepherd is surpassing all of the doctor's expectations. To read more about this family's journey and how you can join a community of believers like them, visit SamaritanMinistries.org smiles. That's SamaritanMinistries.org smiles. So Joe, we've been celebrating Christmases together. As a married so couple, Christmas for 25 year, yeah. years. And again, there's been those ups and downs and Christmases that we've gotten it right and ones mm. we've struggled through a lot. But part of it is learning to love each other 
even though our needs at this time of year are so different. Right. That what you need is, I, I know, at least I think you need more compassion and some more grace. Mm. And versus what I need is, what do you think? Well, you, yeah, your, <laughs> your joy, right? Right. And, and understanding that it's okay to be really excited. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, for the most part, I actually look forward to Christmas now. Mm-hmm. I love that our kids get excited about it. And I love that our focus is on Christ. And so that makes a huge difference. But I think sometimes it still rears its ugly head. And there are times during the Christmas season where it could be the way the wind hits my face. Mm-hmm. or It could be the way something looks or a, uh, a melody that I hear. And all of a sudden it's triggered and I'm back. And I, so one of the, the areas I think we've worked really hard on is just being really honest with each other. Mm-hmm. So I can say, hey, Tara, I'm really struggling today. I don't know why. I don't know what triggered it. But this is the memory I'm struggling with. Or maybe I don't even know. I just know that I'm. I'm struggling and and I could really use your prayer support today. Would you pray for me? And and you find that knowing what it is that I'm going through and where I'm at, that becomes more helpful. We have totally gotten better about that. <laughs> I would say finally. Yeah, because I think there were times when you were like really joyful. There mm-hmm. were times when you were doing really well and, and I would in, inadvertently squelch that joy because I wasn't experiencing that or I was in a completely different place. And sometimes it looks so foreign I couldn't get my head wrapped around mm-hmm. it. I couldn't join in your joy. And so I inadvertently would hurt you in that process. And I, and I would see it. I would see the demeanor or I'd see your facial expression change. I would see a change in your posture. And that would always frustrate me from my perspective because I don't want to steal your joy. And for me, I was sometimes being completely, um, completely, what's the word? <laughs> Unaware of the pain that you're mm-hmm. carrying. And it was a real thing. Like there's a temptation to think like you're pretending right? Mm. Like, oh, Joe's just being quiet and ornery because he's pretending. (laughs) And that was never the case, Joe. But this idea that going, he's not choosing to be grouchy, let's say even, Mm. just for the sake of it. If he is not feeling well and he's struggling with these things, it's for real. And like, how do I show that love to you and not say, cheer up, you know, let's go do this and learning to offer that compassion to you. And I think when I began to do that, it took the pressure off you where before I was like, hurry up, getting the Christmas spirit right now. <laughs> well, I think we, sh- we shared, a, or, uh, you, you shared an analogy with me one time about the bucket of ice water. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, basically this idea that I'm trying to carry this bucket of ice water and I don't want you to help me carry it because mm-hmm. as it splashes, it's splashing on me, but I don't want it to splash on you. Yeah. And But you're saying, no, I would much rather it splash on me and walk with you through that. Mm-hmm. And so you coming alongside and offering your support to me and and you over the years have gotten really good at being in tune with what's going on because Mm -hmm. our communication has gotten stronger and better through the years but you offering kindness to me when i'm struggling or vice versa i think has made a huge difference especially during the christmas season right and now i can i I think finally i know to anticipate it versus Mm -hmm. me being oblivious maybe that's the word joe i've often (laughs) been oblivious I'm in my own little world and unaware that Joe is struggling, but now I'm like more aware, like, Hey, be sensitive to your husband. Let's watch what's going on. And then, then talking about the priorities of like what we're going to do and not do, do we go here? Do we not go here? How long do we stay? Mm. All those decisions you have to make that we can, I can take those needs into consideration and not be like, we're doing it my way or the highway. (laughs) We actually talk about it. Like what will make sense for, you know, too much, too little and, whatever we're doing over the holiday season. And it's not just me. It's gotten better over the years, right? Oh yeah. It's not just me. Oh yeah. We're, it's so I think, better. would you say one of the areas that we've had to, to really um, 
adjust is just our expectations. Mm-hmm, right. To understand going into the Christmas season that it, number one for you, Tara, it may not look the way it did when you were growing mm-hmm. up, although we've, we've oh, come yeah. close. Oh, right? yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Um, for me, I have to understand that just because I went through those things, it doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. It's not where my value is or my identity mm-hmm. is, that it really is in Christ. And what we're celebrating, especially at Christmas, is the fact that God loved us so much that he became a human being. Right, because I think that the the lie we're believing is that Christmas is nostalgia. You know, right. Christmas is simply just this nostalgic, you know, Thomas Kincaid paintings with music <laughs> in the background. And again, take it or leave it, that does not define Christmas at no. all. We don't care about that. That's our Americanized version of whatever we say, but we kind of take off all that stuff and we go, okay, we're celebrating Jesus. And yes, we have these cultural ways of doing things. We have these songs that we like and we have this these decorations we like, but if we pair all those things back down, we say we're here to celebrate the Savior, we're here to celebrate this, and we're here to, to you know, reflect in the true meaning, then all that other stuff we can, we can sit down together and say, do you want a tree or not? Right. <laughs> right? Like it doesn't matter. You know, so that's what I think we've gotten better at. And we've always had a tree. Yes. <laughs> but like it doesn't, it doesn't define Christmas. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But I was just thinking, I was reading recently in Philippians 4.13, and it's such a basic verse we all know. But it kind of surprised me when I read it. It was, you know, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And obviously Paul here is talking about that whether he's been in need and had nothing, you know, like Joe, whether he's had plenty, that God has always been with him. He always can, you know, do the task that God's asked him to do. But I read the next verse and I thought it was really great continuation of that, which is, yet it was kind of you, we talked mm-hmm. about kindness, to share my trouble. Right. Which implies that when he was in those down spots, when he was in need and not doing well, you know, people came beside him and around him to support him. And I thought that is something I wanted to exemplify in my marriage. Like, hey, Joe, you don't have a lot. You had a, you have a level of loss. And to say, hey, in your time of trouble, I want to be kind and offer that kindness during Christmas. I appreciate that. And, and I've learned a lot from Tara over the years as well that it, um, I mean, God has just so richly blessed us. He doesn't owe us anything. And he's so richly blessed us that, uh, finding gratitude is not necessarily all that hard when you think about the fact that we're healthy. Mm-hmm. We have a great relationship. We have each other. We have our family. We have a warm house. I mean, we could go through this list and it's it's pages and pages long of how good God has been to us. So Christmas also in, in kind of looking at that and understanding, I don't know exactly how to say this, but you took a lot of the pressure off Tara by allowing it not to be this big, huge mm-hmm. thing that the world makes right. it out to be. Right. Exactly what you were saying just a little bit ago. And it's not about pretending that things aren't hard. Mm-hmm. It's about shining God's light in the darkness. So mm-hmm. there is healing and hope today. Things are still hard at times. And I think, like I had said just a few minutes ago, that sometimes it kind of rears its ugly head. There'll be a trigger point and sometimes it's not all that. Well, really, Joe, if, if everyone's easy. story was mine and granted, just because you have a good family doesn't mean you don't need Jesus at all. But like the element of, if the world was perfect, as in the Thomas Kincaid painting, if that really was no problems, then we don't even need Jesus to come. Right. right? It's like, right. that's the whole point. Like we do have brokenness and whether it's an extreme example like Joe or whether it's a mild example or anything in between, you know, we do know that. There's such brokenness and darkness in our world and such inability for us to save ourselves that that is why we need a savior. So if we experience brokenness and darkness in the holiday, that only shines the light of Christ brighter. And Tara, even with your incredible upbringing and stuff, you still have oh, sadness right. at right. Christmas the same. There's sometimes. No, there's and, no way around it. And so I think all of us are fighting some kind of battle 
And I don't think we should compare this person went through a harder time than me. If you are experiencing sadness or hardship during the Christmas season, it doesn't really matter what it is that you've come through. Mm -hmm. It's the very fact that you're experiencing sadness or hardship says that there's, there's healing that needs to take Mm -hmm. place there. And where I think it is some takeaways, Tara is some tangent, you know, um, adjustments that we made that really made a huge difference was being willing to extend grace, Mm -hmm. right? being willing to communicate better and more clearly, and then being able to give each other the space they need. So sometimes I knew that something was going on, but I was a little bit ashamed of it. I was ashamed that I didn't mm-hmm. feel happy and, and great. And I, I was ashamed at some of the things that happened to me and some of the things I experienced in my childhood. So I didn't necessarily want to talk about those, or I didn't want to bring you down mm-hmm. uh, during the Christmas season. And so being able to give each other a little bit of space to to process those things and figure out how we want to communicate that. But one of the things that that I really appreciate about you, Tara, is your your pursuit of me, of not mm-hmm. allowing me to just kind of sink into that darkness, right? Mm-hmm. To sink into that and and just kind of Sometimes nestle that, into the that's depression. That's an accident, you know? <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm dragging you up, whether you like it or not. But I think I did have to learn that's part of our larger story of accepting that I couldn't just make you into someone happier. I couldn't just force you to like, do that, whatever it is, whether it's holidays or not, and to say, okay, you know what? If Joe's struggling today, number one, he's not doing it as an offense to me. Mm. And that's what's a big one for me. He's not trying to ruin my Christmas by whatever I'm imagining you are doing. But to say, hey, let the pressure off. Like, you know what? Because sometimes we'd, we'd be going somewhere in a big event and you'd be a little bit not as with it. And I could be like, well, hurry up. Get, and it was <laughs> like, once I took the pressure off and said, hey, you know what? Joe might have a hard time today for whatever reason. And I'm just going to let it breathe and love him anyway and say, this is not, you know, end of the world kind of situation and take the pressure off the situation to say it has to be just so. And I think when both of us took that pressure off, we were able to enjoy the time that we did have together. Yeah, we really did redefine Christmas and from this standpoint that the world will tell you it's got to be more Christmassy. It's right. got to be more like right. the paintings you were talking about. For it to be a good Christmas, it's got to mm-hmm. look like this. And we were able to just, God gets all the glory for this, but I'm so grateful that we were able to kind of redefine that and say, okay, what is Christmas really about? Especially with bringing up our kids, what do we want to instill in them? And to be able to celebrate Christ and what that means, what he did for us, no matter what we are experiencing and what our circumstances, and I know that's easier said than done, Mm -hmm. but being more neutral about cultural expectations, right? right? Of saying, okay, Christ, I I am blown away by what you did. Thank you. We're going to celebrate you. Right. And so sometimes looking at those, uh, those traditions we have and say, which ones really do turn our hearts toward God? Which ones do help us to kind of have that right heart and which ones are sort of just complete distractions? Mm. And that's different for every family sometimes. So we talk down and say, hey, this specific tradition and this specific thing we do really helps me to turn my heart toward God in this crazy season where this over here at so much stress and no benefit. <laughs> right. Do we have permission to drop that? Yes. <laughs> like it's not drawing any of us close to Christ or more like Christ. We're just getting really cranky and mad at each other. So and sometimes year to year we change that. But I think that was the reason. It's like, hey, if this is benefiting your family, if this is help you to worship God more, then go for it. But if it's just adding more plastic to your life, then it's it like, was funny because there were things go. like you, you would come to me or I'd come to you and I'd be like, hey, can we not do this? And didn't even realize the other person was like, didn't want to do it either. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I'm like, yes, let's not do that. And you're like, I thought you that was something really important to you. So, so I already have my list started for this year. Yeah, thank so you. I, I need you that. to decide right now, 
are we going to add a bonus gift on, on December 22nd? Just mm. think about it now. All right. And I will play accordingly. I would love to tell you no, absolutely not, but you know that that's not going to happen. So I will say probably. Because I already have our kids like yes. putting hints well, in our ears. And I think it was several years ago, you just started working that into the budget, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, here, he's going to add that. But here, more seriously, as we wrap up uh, this episode of the podcast, thank you so much for listening. First of all, Merry Christmas. If you are struggling, if some of the things that were talked about in this episode, um, you resonated with. Um, I just want to remind you, first of all, that there's nothing inherently wrong with you, that the, what you're experiencing, especially if you went through some very difficult things growing up, if you have trauma in your past, um, that anxiety, worry, fear, that, um, not fully understanding what is going on is, is pretty normal. Uh, when mm -hmm. you experience trauma, I really encourage you to find someone who has an active growing relationship with God. Uh, I could be your pastor, a leader at your church, and just sit down and really talk to them about what's going on. Really spend some time with God. That's big for me. When I'm feeling that way, I really have to get into the face of God, right? And then have someone that I can trust to have a conversation with. When I tried to carry it alone, that's when I got myself into the most trouble. And when things come out of the dark, right? They right. lose their power. They do. So it's still there. It's just doesn't, it's not nearly as scary as when it's under the rug. So maybe there's some things that you've never told anybody. Maybe there are things you're holding on to that God's wanting you to, to talk to someone about. I just encourage you to do it this Christmas. Don't let another Christmas go by, but make sure the person that you trust is someone you can really trust that has an active growing relationship with Christ. You're so thankful you joined us today. We are just hoping you're having a great holiday season, however that looks for you. And we would love it if you gave us a rating mm. and review. We talked about it last week, but that would be a great yeah, gift for Tara. That's an easy <laughs> gift, man. Super, super cheap. Um, we're also on Facebook. We have some more content there on Behind Our Smiles. And we're on Instagram at Behind Our Smiles Pod. We would love to connect with you there. Also, Tara, you blogged about it this week. Yes, I did. And uh, you can find the link to that in this episode's show notes. I also want to say a huge thanks to uh, Mark Stubanger. He's mm -hmm. our producer, does a lot of magic production things and makes us sound good. Uh, Jason Rakow, Meredith Foster, just really appreciate those guys. John Brandon and his team. And uh, so many behind the scenes who helped to make this podcast possible. It's amazing. And our uh, sponsor, Samaritan Ministries, they are amazing. Help to uh, in part make this podcast possible. We are so grateful. If you are, if you don't know a lot about Samaritan Ministries, you can find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org/smiles. But basically, they're a biblical solution to healthcare. They connect hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation. Uh, who bear one another's burdens when a medical need arises. It's not insurance. There are no networks. It means that you can choose your own doctors, treatments, and hospitals that are best for you and your family. And again, you can find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.